Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. We are the 30 for 30 for independent artists and independent music. Meaning, we don't just invest in music, we invest in the artists and the stories they have to tell. So make sure, make sure you pull up to this and witness the greatness that comes from the new voices that are taking hip hop to the new reaches and new plateaus that it's going to reach. This is Karev at Heritage Hip Hop and I ask you, please, if you're listening to this podcast, on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Please give us a five-star review. Check out our YouTube page, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Make sure you click all so you don't miss any releases from Heritage Hip Hop. On this episode, we go back to Jersey. That's right, homegrown Garden State Hip Hop. And we talk that gritty delivery that makes Jersey stand out when it comes to Jersey hip hop. A lot of y'all know the people that came out in the 90s, but the 2000s era gave rise to a lot of great voices. And this voice you hear today not only rocked in Jersey, but he also rocked with some of your favorite artists in North Carolina as well. We talked to Paul's cousin right now on Heritage Hip Hop. So look, 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 make sure not only do you pay attention to the great stories being told, but to the mind of the artist that makes great music. I will be back with the rest of my commentary after the interview is done. Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today. And being that we're the 30 for 30 for independent artists, what what the people have called us, today we're going to introduce you to someone who represents something bigger than himself. Whether you look at the cinema or you look at the music, There's a story being told that most people don't have the heart to live, if not the heart to tell. So to get ready for that, please hit the like button right now on YouTube. Make sure you leave a comment, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, click all so you can get everything. And if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anything where you're streaming this podcast, make sure you follow us and give us a five-star review. Because today we talk about family and we're introducing our, our extended family to the podcast. Please introduce yourself to the people. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? My name Paul's cousin. Hey, man, ain't nothing like a cousin. Because if you have yeah. good cousins, they brothers that's, 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 that's kind of distant. And yeah. if you got bad cousins, well, them niggas are on the other side of the family. Exactly. <laughs> you do it. Ones we don't talk about. This is my guy right here, though. So let's let's get into it. I want first, before we get started, shout out to Jomi, Jomi Laws, who's tried to put this together for years. They Jomi, we got it. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's start from the beginning. Tell me about how your part of Jersey helped influence your eyes, if not your ears. Oh, man. Shoot, you got red, you got naughty, you got uh if I, I could take it back to Apache, you know, um Channel Live, those guys like they groomed me, but then when I wanted to come, you know, become myself. I took my style from Farrell Munch and, and Andre 3000 and blended them. Wait a minute now. You can't just say that and we're going to skip over that. Yeah. Farrell Munch is one of the most prolific lyricists that people don't talk about. Exactly. Andre 3000 is one of the pro- prolific lyricists that people fail to understand. So tell me about those two and why you chose those two to craft yourself from. They weren't afraid to sing on records. They weren't afraid to be themselves. And, and they speak about 
shit that motherfuckers is like you said people are afraid to talk about you know i'm i'm i have subjects that i'm not afraid to talk about so I, i'll write a song about it i'm glad you said that because you know what i listened to to prepare for your interview what's that the grave diggers nice and the reason why is because certain conversation and topics will ex- inspire certain music beats and feelings yeah you see what i'm saying and let's talk about all three of them in relation to you See, you know, you know what one of my favorite Pharrell March verses is? What's that? Did oh, you no. ever no way better oh. than that? Oh, okay. Did you ever hear the Ghostface album 36 Seasons? No. It's a classic. Shout out to Ghostface Killer. Come on, Heritage Hip Hop, so I could tell you. So <laughs> on, on 36 Seasons, there's a um a, a, a record called Dr. X where Ghostface gets um messed up and he has some he has to go to a, 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 a like a black market underground doctor. Make a mask so he could breathe and survive. And Pharaoh Monch was the doctor, and he's rhyming right. about how he put the mask together and melted it to his skin mm-hmm. so he could stay alive. Tell that's me how nuts. crazy that it's, is. That's nuts. That's like that Sticky Fingers record back in the day when it was in court. It was like him and cannabis and all of them. Yeah, that's them concepts. That's fire. Yeah, that's why I said he's one of the most prolific lyricists people don't talk about because people can't wrap their minds around the creativity Pharaoh Monch has. You know. Yeah. A lot of he's ghost written for a lot of people. That and is a surprise. You, you can't, you can't. It's crazy because he's so dope. He's ghost wrote for a lot of people like Diddy and, and other people, but he dumped his style down and he rhymed on beat for them. Because everybody mm-hmm. know Farrell, Farrell goes in and out on the beat. That's why you said, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. But then again, because like I said, everybody thinks about. Get your hands up. Throw your hands up. Like, everybody thinks about yeah. the party songs, but even Black Hand Side with him and Fonte from A Little Brother. Wow. Those are songs that... Another fire lyricist. Yeah, and I mean, the melody <clears throat> makes the lyrics come alive instead of people just rhyming to a song. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the gift of Andre 3000. Let me ask you this. What's one of your, or if not your favorite, Andre 3000 verse? Ugh, it's so many. Recently, though, I would say Sorry. Because he just he he was he was open and he was like vulnerable, and I, I appreciated that. Sorry, he went in. He did. We talked about his mom and everything. Yeah, it yeah. was it was like him featuring Ti at, at one point. And, and that's the thing that I loved about Andre Three Thousand. My favorite Andre Three Thousand verse was on Return of the Gangster, because okay. he really talked about the overall community in such a a weird way. Like when he said. You talked about people who's afraid to um can't men who can't take their kids to the park or to the zoo and they rhyme mm-hmm. about guns and trapping, but he said, Let's talk about time traveling, something mind unraveling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he really opens up the spirit, and then that takes me to why I listened to the grave diggers to prepare for you. Because when that came out, you I know you remember when it came out. Everybody was yeah. like, Oh, they are some satanic. But yeah. if you really listen to it, they were teaching black consciousness in a way where mm-hmm. the experience of life was, was was given through a vision or a perspective of life. Why, why do you why, why do you think perspective is the leading cause of people not getting music today? <sighs> honestly, it's the way I see. It, honestly, it's it's like a. Um... My man just told me he 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 put it in a way he's saying it's like a um, they don't 
they don't they have like an attention span that's like really short you know it's like a short attention span and they they don't want to listen to anything outside of what they know you know and if, if it's something that's maybe dope but it's outside of what they know they're gonna say it's whack how about this people mu- listen to music to get away from their pain so if you're being entertained you want the quickest fix that you could get to get outside of your pain the fastest way possible yeah so if music is healing people why do you think lyricists are overlooked when the words heal just like a prayer or a hello or a kind word damn oh shit i don't know why i think most most people like when they when they going through pain they usually go to like soul music or gospel but like you said like shoot this is honestly like my um it's therapeutic for me you know, instead of me, instead of me, you know, going out and, and cursing at somebody or spazzing out, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna put it in the record and then I'm over it. But see, that's what makes an artist and a hip hop artist special is the music. Because while you're exercising your own demons, you're finding like souls who need to exercise those demons as well. Yeah, they might be going through the same thing. But here's the catch you know why elder generations of people don't listen to younger people's music? Why you say that? Because we exercise those demons already. So why would we go to the past when we're trying to lead them out of the demons they already have? Mm. Let's talk about that because I think when it comes to New Jersey hip hop, there's a lot of demons in New Jersey hip hop that have to be exercised that we have not fully addressed yet. Can you tell me one of those demons that have affected you probably directly or indirectly? We talking about people or we talking about... um... We talk, what are we talking about? You go where you want to take it because I don't want to lead you into something that could be crazy. All right. So um honestly, just in Jersey, I would say people not being themselves, you know, on records. It's a lot of lying. You know, um, it's a lot of it. It's it's crazy. It's you know, especially if you know the person, you like, yo, you're not really, you're not really like that, you know. You may have went to college. You got two parents. Like you had a good upbringing, but you're talking about your struggle and stuff. It's like you don't have to lie. Just be yourself on the record. That's interesting because even if you have two parents, you can have a struggle. So yeah. are, are they talking about the perceived struggle, or they're not telling their true struggle? They're not telling their story. You know, and like how um kind of kind of like how Eminem exposed what's the name. He was like, your name's Clarence, and you had two, and you have really good parents and stuff like this. <laughs> you know it's kind of like that <laughs> all right that's exposed all right I, I could i could i could feel that i could feel that i think what it is is that hip-hop like many people of melanated complexion around the world suffer from an identity issue mm-hmm. tell me why when you took your name as some paul's cousin that was the identity you wanted to establish I wanted to be different. Uh, I didn't want to come out with these these ratchet ass names. Uh, I wanted to be honestly. I wanted to be like at one time I was a group, so I wanted to be like the Black Dave Matthews Band. So I wanted something to just be iconic. And I came up with the name driving through uh, through uh, Clifton. It's a city. It's a, a street out there called Pauly Sun. And I'm driving to the studio. And I'm like, damn, Paulie's son. I usually play games with uh with street names and shit. So I'm like, Paulie's son, Paulie's uncle, Paul's this, Paul's that. Oh, Paul's cousin. And I called, I called the the members that used to be in the group. Like, oh, I got our name, and it stuck. 
then I came up with, you know, the slogan, like, who the fuck is Paul? And then that shit stuck. Which is it's fire marketing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can still be done. I mean, if you want to use it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as the group goes, salute to the group members that's not there. You know what I'm saying? Since when the group stopped, how did you keep growing to make sure that you didn't get lost in um, losing members or moving into another plateau in your career? Honestly, I just kept working. Like the sound was already there for me, you know? So I just kept working and plugging at it and uh, just like, okay, now I can kind of do the music that I want to do. And I don't have to be pigeonholed because somebody else may can't do this type of music or something. All right, so check this out. Let's let's get to the heart of something that all creators fight. What gives you the best clarity and the best written uh, influence? Your pain or your joy? Mine's is pain. Yeah. Most, I'm still tapping into pain from childhood and, and, and writing music. I was about to say that most men, especially melanated men in America, deal with the trauma of their parents, let alone the, the trauma that they endure within themselves. How does hip-hop exercise your trauma and make you a prolific artist? It helps. It Honestly, it helps me. Honestly, hip-hop can help someone from being suicidal. Um, it, you know, it's been times where, you know, people that I know they're artists and they've had, you know, suicidal thoughts and they put it out on paper and they feel a little better, you know, so it's, it's just a way to just express yourself and, and, you know, get your feelings out and kind of be vulnerable. That's basically the way it is. I go to therapy, you know, ever since my father passed away, I go to therapy because I was, I was fucked up. R.I.P. to pop. I did the yeah. same thing when my mom passed away. So I understand yeah. that pain. And that's something that black men, well, I know I was raised as black men don't go to therapy. You know, black men don't, don't talk about their, you know, their feelings. And because, you know, that's, that's soft, you know, but I was like, man, I can't cause I'm going through it right now. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing about therapy is they turn the kid, the lens back on you. So you see yourself. And hip hop could do the same thing. I mean, let me ask you a question. When did you first feel hip hop changing your life, not just showing a talent that you had? I would say that would probably be like early 2000s. Uh, I did a show in in New York, actually, uh, for Jay Hatch. And I didn't, I honestly didn't think I did well. I was like, man, I sucked up there. It was like one of my first shows and I won. And I was like, oh, okay, this may be something. And then things started moving for me a little bit. The thing I love about hip hop is it, it reflects life. And everybody wants to be Jay-Z, but nobody appreciates the road Jay-Z took and all the scars that he had to take to be who he is. Tell, tell me about one of those scars that you had to take and how it helped you mold your style and your brand as not only an artist, but as a man as well. I wouldn't say it was a scar, but my I would say this was actually like, it helped me uh, when my daughter was born. It gave me like, okay, I need to take this shit serious. 
you know, I was kind of like, it was like just play and stuff. Then I was like, oh, shoot, I need to take this serious. She's born. I need to do something. You know, so that wasn't a scar. It was more like motivation. Shout out to the baby cousin. We see you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Karev Heritage Hip Hop with Paul's cousin on the Heritage Hip Hop podcast. Make sure you're hitting that like button or you giving them us giving us those good comments and you following us on your streaming service of choice. Let me ask you this question. Let's talk about let's talk about this. Hip hop is the only genre of music that's living. What part of hip hop's life did you take to to broaden out your perspective of life and how you see it? I, it's elements to it. So I would say lyricism and DJing. That was like, those are like the two elements that I fell in love with, with hip hop. I love the fact that you said DJing because DJs were the first MCs before people even started getting the mic. Exactly. So how does being, how did DJing make you a better MC or a better writer when it came to the record? <sighs> DJs kind of, kind of the way that they the way that they did things i don't know how they do them now because i don't listen to like main radio but they kind of like showed you like what records was you know how you should make your record and which ones was popping and which you know it now it's different you know i know i, I definitely know it's probably a, a whole lot different because i haven't listened to like mainstream radio in like six years i listen to like um mostly cds or, or shit through my phone and you can also listen to the playlist on heritagehiphop.com. So everybody out there, make sure you're a member, you subscribe, because the bar playlists are this shit. So coming from there, though, <laughs> I, want, I want to say this. We talked about exercising demons and pain, right? You know what I find a lot of lyricists don't do? And tell me if you agree. A lot of lyricists want to say the flyest thing on the record, but they forget that music is supposed to be fun and, and instrumental. Do you find that? I fall into that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm okay. always trying to be extra, like extra clever and put double entendres and, and everything. And it's like, damn, I should have just said this this way and kept it pushing because this may go over somebody's head. It's like, I remember when Eminem and Jay-Z said, it's the lyric that you don't say that makes the song. Mm. What does that mean to you as a writer? Damn, the lyric that you don't say that makes the song. I, shit, I take it that they saying you don't have to be, you know, just just be it's like be yourself. You don't have to be super creative, you know, on your on your bars. That's what I'm thinking from it. So let's go to life back, because that song really talks about what life means. And it's also about perspective. There's a lot that you put into the song, but I know there's a lot that you did not put in that made the um, message profound just the same way. Tell me about that song life back um that that actually you know it came from my uh from my old producer well he's still my producer 88 west and um i wrote the verse a while ago and then I, it was just sitting and i, I hit graph up on the phone and, and called him was like hey i need you on this joint i'm gonna throw ab lava on it from uh from re-up gang we should we should knock it out he i told him the concept was like hey it's this you know um then my man pop did the hook and rest is, rest is just, a, I think it's a dope record. We actually thinking about doing a, a, a video for it. 
I think Life Back is a necessary song because sometimes when you compare it to a man's mind, you can understand his mode of music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we talk <clears throat> about music, we want everybody to really live the music that they're saying. Super right. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega Genesis. When I was there, broke you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even when you think of New York State of Mind and you appreciate the poetry that was in it because he described a night in the projects yeah. in Queens. Why do you think people are so focused on the reality but then don't want to connect to the reality? I think on that one. Um, I guess, I guess honestly, people people like it's it's kind of like I'm gonna say it because you know it's 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 always been said it's kind of like white people want to be black but they don't want the black trauma that comes with it. So that's basically kind of in a nutshell what that is as well. It's like, hey, I like this, but I don't want to be, you know, what this guy went through, you know, eating, you know, government cheese sandwiches and oodles and noodle hookups and stuff like that. Yeah, we are. And it's funny that the thing about being a person of melanated complexion in this country, I don't like saying black, but the people who are melanated in this country, we find joy in our pain as we grow older rather than staying angry about it, you know? Yeah, because I don't know about you, but there's many times I sat around with my people saying, "Y'all remember King Vitamin?" <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> we talk about that that cereal. Yeah. We had a Captain Crunch, but when you had some Hell King yeah. Vitamin, we had some good stuff. Yeah. Kabooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn, that's a throwback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? King Vitamin throwback. But you see how you laughed about it? Yeah. <laughs> those those struggles helped us see that there's more to life, but it also sees that we overcompensate because of our trauma and pain. What's the most traumatic thing that happened in hip hop that you think we're all still trying to get over? Recently, Nipsey and X. And shit, Michael K. Williams as well, because he was hip hop too. So one was a murder mm-hmm. and two were perceived, I don't know what it, I'm, I ain't going to go into right. that, but two yeah. were perceived to be something to do with substance abuse. Right. I think the most traumatic thing that we haven't gotten over in hip hop is us figuring out our, our identity. You don't think so? Yeah, I could see that too, yeah. Let's put it this way. You have a daughter mm-hmm. and everything your daughter sees is going to be twerk music by the time she's seven to 21. Shit. Now, if you look at on white supremacy, white supremacy teaches that the white woman is the crown jewel of white supremacy in our culture we have people who run the culture the corporates playing music like bitches ain't shit but holes and tricks or 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 body yada 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 mm-hmm. we don't have too many songs like i want to fold clothes with you or brown skinned woman you a queen out of hoe yeah those are the no traumas. uplifting no uplifting music those are the traumas that hip hop seems to have to deal with over and over and over to the point that when you finally beat the trauma, it's like, nope, we got to get rid of you because we need more traumatic youth to carry what you call the culture. How does your music help exercise the culture so even though you can acknowledge it, you don't have to be about that and represent something negative? (sighs) 
Damn. Before you answer, we asked them real questions on Heritage Hip Hop. Yeah, I swear. So, so if you want to know somebody's favorite color or somebody's favorite food, go to them whack-ass shows, because here <laughs> we give you the real, and we want the MCs yeah. to tell you who they are so we can connect with them, and you'll appreciate their music that much more. Yeah. All right, so um, <laughs> hit me with that question again. My fault. Like... That's the trauma that we deal with, right? How does your music acknowledge the trauma but takes the listener away from being part of it or even you? How can you, yeah. you represent it but you're not of it, though? You're not representing that thing. I try not to glorify it. Uh, I figure glorifying it only, it, I don't know, it just, it's just, it's not, you know, people people going to take it and, and and run with it like the court system. Or um, just in general, people in the streets, they're going to test you. You know, it's like, oh, you really about this? Okay, we're going to see. See that, see that world behind him? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Karev, Heritage Chip Out with Paul's cousin, Superman. He got the world behind him. <laughs> and if he has the world on his back, that means he's a responsible man and individual. Yeah. So let's talk about that. In mythology, there's a man who carries the world on his back. Mm -hmm. He... um. He, um, it's a punishment of his that he has to carry the world. And carrying the world means carrying the weight. As a man of color, you carry the world on your back all the time because right. there's a lot of pressure that comes with being who you are against the, um, the prejudices, the, the so-called stereotypes that we have to fight. How has hip-hop broken the stereotype to you and made you proud to be hip-hop? It's still, honestly, we still fighting, you know, stereotypes with hip hop. Um, but uh, it's it's made me happy when you know, like, the people that broke through that rhyme like me, like the Crits, the J Coles, the uh, the Kendricks, you know, um, Schoolboy, you know, the shit, J Wonder. Uh, shout out to J Wonder. Um, uh, but Joey Badass, people like that, you know, Samad, Samad Savage, people that rhyme like me and don't care about, like, you know, trying to set it, you know, trying to follow a trend. They just like, you know what, I'm going to let this beat take me where I want it to go. I feel that because that was my next question. You're from Jersey. Yeah. Peace to the Garden State. Jersey is known for people who can prolifically rhyme and they don't have to be about one thing or the other. That's the magnificence of Red Man and Tretch. They ain't talk about killing people all day. They actually put comedy and style in, 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 yeah. in what they said. And when you bring up people like Samaj Savage and Jay Wonder, I want to know, who in New Jersey hip-hop inspires you and keeps you going? Because we always give the industry its love, but since yeah. New Jersey is an industry popping like that, shame on y'all, <clears throat> who around you inspires you and keeps your pen moving? Like Samad, uh, um shit the brothers the brothers from uh from bobs in the city um you got who else you got you got uh jay wonder you got my man flash flash is uh he was he well no he still is son to rough riders uh you got some you know it's, it's, you got poppy stores you know poppy stores is fire still you got chops uh five familiar people like that you know they 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 still you know doing their thing and I'm like yo they they still out here and they making noise that's good. Word shout out to all of them you know what I'm saying yeah and I mean I seen you cross paths with um, Reject Radio I seen yeah. you cross paths with Nonfiction 
I mean, you 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 have some connections out there. A Squad, Rebel Radio, salute. Yeah. And I want to ask you from what you've heard come out of Jersey. What's some of the best offerings that you've heard that you even you even not compare, but you want to compete against when you drop your project? So my last project. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I was like, yo, okay, I see where I gotta go. Even um, even uh, the Young G joint too with uh, Jay Wonder joint. You know that joint was fire. Um, who else came out with a crazy project from Jersey? Uh, oh, um, R.A.P. came out with something fire. So you know it's like uh, and Vertical, Vertical Jones came out with something fire. You know, so those people are like keep me on my toes. I'm like, okay, I got it. If I got to drop a classic, I got to make sure that it's of this caliber. You're you know, talking about so, Heritage Hip Hop Award winning artists right yes. now on the yeah. platform. And he's telling us he wants to be an award winning artist. So let's talk about the new single, Where We're From. WWF slamming yeah. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where We From reminded me of NWA always into something. Because mm. it had the West Indian vibe to it. Now yeah. remember, when always into something came out, we ain't hear no West Coast artists with, with West Indian vibes. Remember? Right. Yeah. So it kind of set the trend. And that's YP Track. Yep. Shout out to YP Track. We, we, uh, I wanted to bring up how the vibe of the song is gutter and the West Indian vibes made it more pristine, if you know what that means. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it means, look it up. We ain't, we ain't dumbing down nothing. Tell me, about the, uh, tell me about the influence of where that sound came from and where you were going with that record. That record, honestly, that started from the beat. The beat uh, was sent to me by Pop Bundy. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, I know where I want to go with this. And me and YP been talking about working on joints for the longest. So I started writing the verse. I sent him just the first 12 bars. And he was like, okay, I know where you're going. I'm going to do the hook real quick. Did the hook. And I just, I, I went in and finished the rest. And then when I finished it, he was, I had three verses on it. And he was like, yo. Man, you gotta give me, you gotta give me some room to, you know, to do something on it. So I was like, all right, I took the last verse off and let him go in. Shout out to Pav Bundy, another name that really puts in that work for New Jersey. You know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. And I'm waiting to get you on Heritage Hip Hop. So you know, when you share this interview, make sure he says that. Okay. Yeah. Salute That's to Pav right Bundy. There. All right. I like the record for the simple fact it changes the tone of a playlist. Heritage mm-hmm. Hip Hop playlist 11 coming soon. I'm just plow, you know, cheap plow, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't never wrote that. <laughs> but it changes the tempo of where where your ear can go because, you know, dum, dum, dum. Like, it, it gets you ready. Then you hear the West yeah. Indian, and then you be like, oh. Then you yeah, think you're going you for that. And then the lyrics drop, and it's like, oh. And the video is very 90s. It reminds me yeah. of our Mike Geronimo. I'm so high, you so high. Like, yeah. I like that energy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell me about how energy makes a record or a video move. Honestly, like that that joint right there, like when when I sent it to uh to the director, he was like, "Yo, I, he said he wants to go, like he wanted to, it to be like a '90s record, you know." He he said that's exactly what it, it made him feel. He was like, "Yo, I want to do something where we in a freaking we in the middle of just um because shit, we shot that joint in uh what the hell is it, Wharton, New Jersey, and it was in like a um a junkyard, big ass junkyard, and they they let us come through and shoot, and he was like, "Yo, I got this idea." This I think is gonna work, and I, I trust him because I've done I, shit. I've done movies with him, and I've done other videos, and he he bodied it. 
you know, and the energy was there. You know, um, everybody that came through to the video was all family. As you've seen, you've seen some of the rejects in there, uh, Mama Rejects and everybody. That's all family. That's been family for years. Before we move forward, shout out to Mama Reject. We love you on Heritage Hip Hop, and we'll never, ever forget you. Yeah. That's from the heart. But um, I love the video because you know what I think New Jersey misses? One of my favorite hip-hop videos of all time is Ja Rule, New York. Huh. Do you remember how everybody was behind Fat Joe in that video? Yes. That nigga looked like the Verizon man. <laughs> yeah. You see how Ja Rule spread his arms and the world was his? Yeah. Or how Jada was in the video? Just like another video. Remember, worst comes the worst? Evidence. Yeah, evident like the movement, the people, the togetherness, the unity. New Jersey's more united than people think, but we don't show unity. We just like to be the ninjas that come out of nowhere when you're in trouble. Yeah. Why do you think we have to change the energy? And if we do, how do you think the music will change with that energy? Honestly, yo, it's actually happening right now where you have just a bunch of Jersey artists going to the studio. It's like 25 MCs in there. And they're going to the studio and making records. And that's uh, because of my man Clico, my man Ro, and my man Bless McFly. And they're, they're starting this movement where, you know, they like, yo, if you, have, if you claim you, you know, you so, you so fire and you from Jersey, come through to these sessions. You know, and, it, and it's, it's, you know, you got like the Chad B's and the Fat Boy SSC's, uh, Sue Surf and all of you. You got like real like spitters in there. And then also like real like, celebrities of new jersey that that make music so and they doing it and they and they ain't charging nobody well i wish they would i wish they a lot of them would come off their high horse and their egos i'd still do because still people be like nah i'm an og or i'm a legend i'm this and they're still not extending the, the gifts you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah before we even say that i want to give a shout out to purple Studios. shout out to bless mcfly that's been my guy for years, and I'm proud yeah, of him. So, that's my guy right there. you know what I'm saying? Um, where we from reminds me of not only the 90s vibe, but it reminds me of the time when hip hop was raw. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the most influential generation in hip hop? That's gonna be the big puns, DMX, Ja Rule, and Cannabis era. So the that late nineties, two thousands. Yeah, that Source magazine. To me, that's that's what that's what you know I get. So that's where you take your energy from. That, yeah. that era. Yep. So that's raw beats and straight lyricism. That's that's the that's the draft of Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Ray Allen. That's 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 where it's at with me. Where it's at. And that's history, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you paying attention. But you know what I like about that generation and the earlier generation in the 90s? I think my, my most influential is, and this is just my opinion, my influential is from 89 to 99, that 10-year period. Because mm -hmm. we started to see the money come in, and then we start seeing the I don't give a F attitude come in. And that I mean, if you pay attention, that's when rappers start making movies. That's when we start yeah. seeing people starring, you know, Queen Latifah, Will TV shows. LL Cool yeah, J, we saw yeah, Ice Cube, right? Huh? LL had in the house. Yeah, yeah. And like one of my favorite movies of all time, Boys in the Hood. We saw Ice Cube mm -hmm. actually be more than a rapper. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And in today's society with technology in our hands, the MCs are showing that their pin game is more than just lyrics. They're actually pinning screenplays, web yeah. series, and things like that. I've seen you do something behind the camera. Tell yeah. me about how you've extended yourself from the written artist to the visual artist as well. Man, I always wanted to be a screenwriter and I just took it serious and, you know, just I went and took classes on it and just, you know, I finally started taking it serious. It was a couple of uh, couple actors that I worked with that they starting to like really get popping now. And they were like, dude, you got to take it. You're like, you got to stop being afraid and just shoot anything that you've written. And I just started doing that. And then I just I got the bug and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. I just finished the feature two days ago. Um, a home, a home invasion thriller, you know, and I'm about to, I'm about to start on another one and I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to actually start my, uh, my main feature for Newark is actually called Newark in ORK. And, um, I'm trying to shoot that joint like in the summer, bless, bless, bless McFly is actually in it. Um, Chad B is actually in it. Um, you got Tasia Brinson, got a lot of Newark, a lot of, a lot of Newark talent in it. And a lot of Newark clothing lines as well, like trap art and good and evil. You know, they're, they're going to be, be I need to be hey, in there. Say hey, less. You're say less. I need to be yeah. in there. Salute to, salute to everybody that you work with because those are our heroes. Yeah. Like I said, Bless McFly. Let me tell you this real quick story about Bless McFly. I knew Bless back in the like, like that era, the night, the cannabis, when yeah. he was he made mm-hmm. he made my favorite. You know, you know how people ask you if you had a soundtrack to your life, what song would play? Yeah. He made the song that defines me. Wow. So because of that, he always has, and that's my man, but outside of the friendship, as an artist, I respect him in a way our people respect um, T.I. I respect him in the way people respect Do It All. Yeah. Like, Bless McFly for me is somebody who carries a legacy of my state and my life in a way where you can't explain how dope someone is until you really get to know them. Yeah. When people get to know you, what are you giving them so that they never forget you and they will follow you and, and, and appreciate the journey that you've gone on? I'm giving them genuine me. I'm, I'm unequivocally black. I'm going to always be myself. I speak my mind. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. And that's just always going to be me. You know, and I'm I'm respectful, to, and you know I'm, I I show love as well to everybody. So let's show some love. Give everybody your social media so they know where they can find you, get your music, and support you. All right, my social media is www.instagram.com backslash Paul's cousin. Everything spelled the right way: P A U L S C O U S I N. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to not only support him by listening to his music, make sure you purchase the music. Because if you really believe in artists, we have to combat the new slavery, which is streaming. Mm -hmm. We appreciate the streams because that's marketing. But if you want the artist to grow, you don't really need that scratch off and you don't need that bottle of water or that soda. Get the song and show love. Or that nickel bag. Well, sometimes we need a nickel bag. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But it's good to show us love and support. And support isn't only just getting a, um, getting a song. Post the song. Share the song. When you get it, play the song. Put it in your reels. Put it in your post. Because at the end of the day, we want our people to survive, live, and produce. Because when they get great, 
will be great too. You know what I'm saying? You feel that? Yeah. And with that being said, y'all, we done. That's the, that's the end of the first part of the interview. Are you ready yeah. for the second part? Yes, sir. The second part is the rapid fire questions. All right. The rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions, ladies and gentlemen. The rapid fire questions show the depth of knowledge of the artist on themselves, their chosen genre of music and life. Ready to go? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What song or album? I can't cause pause. Okay, so what song or album from another artist catalog perfectly describes you? Wow. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you caught me with that one. It would be um, it would be a Pharaoh record. I'm trying to think which one though. Um, it's definitely it's definitely off internal affairs. Um, trying to think which one though, because I love that I love that whole project, bro. Um, damn, let me come back to this one. Let me come back to this because there's so many. Okay. Yeah, but that internal affairs is, and it's definitely not like you know the the you know the ones that people like. Um, no, nah, matter of fact, it's out of my life and the record that he had on. Uh, Training Dave's movie. That was that was a un, that was a really underrated record. I don't know if you remember it. Where he he went through the video and he was dressed up as Alonzo. He was dressed up as Denzel in the video. Amazing record, fire. Ah, uh, I don't know that one. Yeah. All right, so we you got that one. How about this? What is the perfect hip hop beat? Meaning, if this person never came out with that song, you would have had to beat and made it your first single. Perfect one for me would hate it or love it. I love that beat. I love that beat. Something about that beat, bro. And they made it a single. That beat was that beat is stupid. That's a that's a classic. You talked about being a member of a group or having a group. Could the group ever come back and we see magic happen again? Nah, there's no reconciliation. I will leave it like that. So then my one of my favorite questions is, who do you think runs hip hop? Like what, what borough or city or regional area perfectly defines hip hop to you? I'm going to always say Jersey. I'm going to always say Jersey because... We, we're not getting our just doing. We're just as dope as everyone else are, if not better. You know, we should, our top, our top battle rappers are from Jersey. You know, out of everyone that is so-called running the world in hip hop, our top battle rappers, you got Sue Surf, NJ Twerk, you got uh, Shotgun, and you got Arsenal. They right from Jersey. And y'all need you to know? be on Heritage Hip Hop. I'm saying it again. Yeah. So when you share this interview, let yeah. them know. Y'all are all welcome. I mean, the seat's open, you know? Yeah. So I always say Brooklyn runs it. I'm not mm -hmm. saying Brooklyn's the best. Right. I say Brooklyn's run it because they're the only ones that represented their land, their mass, their borough, and took it around the world in music form. Mm -hmm. That was the Crooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. So if you could make a Crooklyn Dodgers of New Jersey talent, who would your three MCs be and who produces the song? Uh. All right, so it's definitely going. All right, so who produces it from Jersey? It would be KG. Uh, and who would be on the record? Uh, 
I would I would say Samad, because Samad, I know he's gonna bring just the rapid fire flow that he that he's known for. And then also if you don't, if people don't catch it, he got a lot of punches in there. Um ah, shit. Another one. Damn, it's so many. That's that's fire from Jersey. It gotta be an old head or it could be somebody new. It's your record. Okay. Um Shit. Damn, I'm, nah, I wouldn't put him on it. Um, I know KG would be on the joint. Honestly, I'll probably I would probably bring a singer out of out of retirement. I would probably throw like I would probably throw like a Jaheim on it. Or like a Lauren Hill. One more, that's two people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you said one more? No, I said I said um I said Lauren. I said Lawrence uh, for the bars, Samad, and um and Jahan. KG on the track? Yeah. Okay. Hip-hop has many voices within the community. And hip-hop carries and talks about many different topics. What's something hip-hop has not talked about that you want to see hip-hop address? Suicide awareness. Autism. Um, these are things that I've I've been, I've, you know, dealt with in my life. So I would love for it to be awareness on autism and on suicide awareness. Why do you think hip hop tends to shy away? Is it because of corporate or do you think because people aren't ready to have those conversations yet? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but I would say more corporate because they're going to be like, oh, this isn't a money making record. This is too heavy for uh for the masses to consume, but I would do it. Uh, I have a record right now about uh about so about my mother's suicide. It's called Helium Letters, and it's 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 that's gonna touch people. Rest in peace. Um, hip hop has evolved in many ways. Hip hop went from I got a letter from the government the other day, open and read it. It said they were suckers <laughs> to now do it all running for a public office. Yeah. So now we have hip hop and political office. Where did you see hip hop evolve that you that surprised you that you think it wouldn't even have gotten there? It would it would be, you know, uh, when when the voter dies and all of that started, uh, the you know do it all definitely that's that shoot he's he definitely is you know doing his thing in the city and you know um so sure that's that's a big bro right there i'm happy for him you know um but yeah it would be like you know when when you see like the ditties and all of them start you know pushing like yo we got to vote to get this person out type of stuff you know you know they start using they start using a platform for the right for the right reasons i feel like if you got a platform man use it for the right reasons the other thing I think hip hop has evolved into making um, precedence in is podcasting because the radio lost its power and then people started their own platforms to take their voices back. What do you well, think is the most powerful voice in hip hop outside of the MC? It would be the um, shit. Now it is the podcast. You know, they, they, podcast the uh the talk show hosts that are like on like on uh say like the breakfast club i think Charlemagne is still like like killing it probably 
I don't know. They they still I know they probably still I don't that's why I'm saying I don't listen to radio no more. But um, you know, you got you got Charlemagne, you got uh Sway, you got uh Gilly, you know, uh Wallow, you got uh you got Joe Buttons, you know, these people are doing their thing as far as like just being the voice and pushing the so-called culture. They're pushing it and they're pushing it in a positive way. So video killed the radio star. Mm-hmm. CDs killed the tape, MP3s killed the CD, and podcasting saved the culture. Yeah. I heard it here first on the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, season four. How about that? Yeah. A couple more questions before we get out of here because okay. I really value your time. And this was two years in the making, and there's so much to cover. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I had like 200 questions, yo. <laughs> but I'm not doing a three hour podcast, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to ask you when it comes to you personally is, is this there's a certain dignity that you put to your music that I think people mm-hmm. take for granted. Why do you think people take the dignity out of music just for the sake of making beats and rhymes? They're trying to make a fast dollar, honestly. That's exactly what it is now. It's it's a money grab, it's microwave music. You know, you put it in, you, you know, you put it in, get it out real quick. But it's not really money there. Because if people were looking for a money grab, why are they always promoting the streaming service instead of their pockets? Exactly. My question to you is this. Do you not notice that people who make money get promoted less than people who stream? Yeah. So how does an artist make money? Or, suffi- or, or make a lifestyle from music when music is now the new art that's taken for granted. They gotta, they gotta find other, they gotta find other, um, other talents, other lanes. Whether it's clothing, whether it's, uh, whether it's freaking, you know, throwing, you know, throwing parties, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, you know, they may have to go back in the day throw parties, you know, making mixtapes like, uh, and you know, doing whatever they gotta do. Um, Shit, I was doing, I was doing basketball games, you know, and then I'm I'm doing film right now. I'm making money off of film, so that helps me, you know, fund film. Helps me fund uh, helps me fund my music. Helps me freaking pay my my mortgage, you know. So that's dope. That's where I'm at. Couple more questions, y'all. Look, I said okay. we we have a good time on this podcast. Yeah. So. Um, where is the one place hip hop could go right now that you think is not, and it would surprise you to be there? could go honestly i think hip-hop has been everywhere that that i think it could go um we've been political we've been uh we've been riot music we've been <laughs> shit, we've done music with lincoln park uh you know selena gomez and people like that we've done music with we've done music with you know the crossovers where it's like you know the hispanic artists Shit, hip hop is hip hop is worldwide. So I don't shit unless that shit go to space. Oh no, you know, might catch an alien with some with some fucking uh, with some bars doing the uh, doing the Spock fingers. Five last questions I'm gonna ask you. All right, final five, everybody, and here we go. Number one, the world is going technical. So now that we're going into the metaverse, how will hip hop make technology better? In your opinion, 
Shit, that one, I honestly, I do not know. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely here to see because I know some bread out there for hip hop in the metaverse. You can make it yourself. Yeah. But yeah, please don't, don't, don't say you don't know and don't yeah. think of, don't learn about it. I'm asking, I'm, no, I'm no, actually I'm begging you because I respect you. Yeah. Do, do your homework on that because that's okay. going to be lucrative for you and anybody else okay. in music who's going to go that way. Just remember, all you NFT heads, you make music and NFTs for NFT heads because people who are not NFT heads, they're not going to get your music. Just let you know okay. that. Oh, that's the same shit that uh, Tori, I think Tori did that, right? A lot of people are doing it yeah. now. Yeah. Question number four. I think this is a question that is overlooked. What is a classic album and what is it going to take for you to make yours? Words of Fonte, dope beats, dope rhymes. What more do y'all want? <laughs> but um, honestly, it's 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 those two, but then it's uh it's the emotions, it's making songs that change people's lives, it's uh, not making selfish hip hop. You know, I, 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 at one time I was caught up in a, in a lane of making selfish hip hop just for myself. Like, oh, I'm, I'm no, I'm nice. So I'm just going to make all I'm nice type of songs. And it's like, nobody wants to hear that. So, you know, you got to make songs that, you know, will touch other people. That's what made Tupac and DMX great. Yes. Tupac can make a song that open your heart and still be good at the same time. So did DMX. DMX is the most streeted artist I've ever heard that made Jesus and God beautiful. Yeah, and it make a whole fucking arena cry. Yeah, I'm like Kanye West who do a bunch of bullshit. I'm not a Kanye exactly. fan. I respect him though, but I'm a Kanye fan. Yeah. Question number three, right? This is number three. Yeah. Um, uh, being that hip hop is growing, and there's people who try to stunt hip hop. The most important part of hip hop is what you pass on to the next generation. What's the most important lesson you think? Hip hop has passed on from generation to generation that we're not forgetting and we are keeping alive. A lot of things changed, but um, uh, as far as like what 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 I've seen, I've seen lyrics pass, you know, from generation and people are keeping lyrics real lyrics, not just, you know, cookie cutter lyrics. I've seen that, you know, keep passing on throughout the years because now you have this new generation that are still spitters and they're young, like the YNB uh, Cordays, like he's legitly nice, like scary nice, you know? So you have these people like that, that, you know, so I think that, you know, you're going to get those people that are going to keep pushing it, you know, and then whatever comes after them, hopefully they keep that trend going. You know what impresses me about um, today's culture of hip hop? They respect the dead MCs too. Yes. And I think it's a crime that so many artists are being killed by their labels mm. or uh, people, yeah. people being killed, period. Because Young yeah, Dolph's see. murder is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey Hussle's murder was ridiculous. All the Empire record um, artists, it's like this kind of, kind of fishy. <laughs> And he had a insurance policy on him, but that's all speculation. Yeah. Allegedly, we don't know. But what I will say is that I've heard today's generation of artists ask about Big L. Wow. People want to know who Fife Dog is. That's fire. Even with DMX and people dying and people 
have brought out, you know, legendary MCs who passed away, like, you know, Big Pop, Pun. Yeah. But there were other ones that were nice too, like Poetic, Dr. Doom, Heavy D. And it's sad that one person said, yo, I could make a playlist of all dead rappers and they better than today's artists. I was like, wow, that's tough. Yeah. And yeah. the person who said that was 18, 19 years old. Wow. He did his, he did his research and his parents raised him well. Or he just really likes music, and that's very yeah. rare because remember, most people listen to music as life goes by. They don't listen yeah. to music to study and grow. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's fire. 18, 19, and he said that? That's fire. That's that's a fact. Yeah. So, he ain't lying, though. I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know what yeah, I'm saying? he is not lying. I got a bonus question for you. Okay. This is one of my new questions that only you got so far. Okay. Do you like verses? You want the truth or you want what's your truth? Do you like okay, the verses? So I like some of the verses. I think some of them shouldn't have happened because I don't think that those artists that they put up there had 20 hits. And it showed because you see people do a freestyle, you see people bring out, you know, other people's songs. You know, it's like, uh, you just you, you know, you just wasting our time because you really don't have 20 hits. And it's supposed to be hits. And some of these records aren't hits that they're performing. I think Versus got better because I didn't like it. I really, I still kind of sometime you on it because Versus went from who had the best playlist and now who has the best performance. Yeah. So it became a show. And those guest songs that you talk about, that actually makes a good show. Yeah. So here, my question to you is, remember how I asked you about who would define you in an opposite, I mean, from a song or um, album that's not from your catalog? Yeah. Who are the two artists that could do a versus that would complete you as an artist? Black Thought and Pharaoh. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not ready for that. That'll be fire. That'll be fire. The world ain't ready for that. Why are you trying to hurt people out here? That would be, yo, that's, that right there would be, that would be crazy. They both have smashes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think and, and if they was doing group music, they both got smashes. I don't think it will work on Pharaoh's point. Not saying he's corny or nothing like that. I don't think versus is hip hop, so they won't appreciate him. Right. He's a prolific artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be fire though. Like that's something that it's like a. I remember me and you was talking, and we was like, "Yo, um, we was talking about the verses in uh, um with Ja and Fat Joe, and I was like, "Yo, Ja gonna wipe them. What would be better would be Ja versus Fifty, but it wouldn't. It's not enough security in the building." Exactly. But honestly, I think Ja would have wiped Fifty. Really? Yeah, I've been a Ja. I've been a Ja fan for the longest. Ja got Ja got. You think Ja Rule would have wiped Fifty? Yeah, he. I think One, he you said wiped Fifty. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he would have, he would have, he got some big records. And he didn't even play half the big records against Fat Joe. Charlie, we on bonus time. I need this conversation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take this conversation where, come on, we got to talk about this. You said Ja Rule will wipe 50. In my opinion, yeah. And it's, I'm not the only one that think that way either. I had this conversation with, uh, with Hef, um, from Burton Hef, and he said the same thing, you know. You got to give me your playlist. Man. Damn. <laughs> so, 
Wait, wait. Why you think about? Wait, why you think about that? Just remember, a lot of people say artists are in their top twenty, and they have fifty artists in their twenty. So I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what your playlist is and what you got from Ja that's really making you say that. And I'm not saying he can't beat fifty. Yeah. I'm just saying I really want to know your frame of thinking on this one. This is interesting. He got some big records, bro. Like just shit. Just his. I say just off of Vinny Betty Betchy, he got some huge records that would go. Then you got Pain Is Love that is some uh, is some songs on there that had to go. Um, you know, like he he got some joints. He got the the project that he did with Fatal, um, with Fatal Hussein. That um, I forget the name of it. I forget the name. You remember it was like a cartoon cover of him walking with uh with Tim's on. You really not a job fan? Damn, you killing me right now. But yeah, I. I'm a Ja fan. I think Ja would. I think Ja would. I think Ja would beat him. I think it was. I think it was good for hip hop, for Ja to. It actually revived his career, for going to a versus, because now you just see him everywhere. You know, you see him performing on uh shit New Year's Eve and anything like this. Before versus, he wouldn't have been thought of. <laughs> Ah, still, still waiting for your records. Oh man, let me see. I'm not saying he doesn't have 20 records. Cause I know for damn sure Ja Rule has over 20 records. Oh yeah, he does. But don't, do. but don't cheat, don't cheat. What is your 20 records? I'm asking <laughs> you for the door. All right, so look, he could end them with a, he could end them with a uh, hundred guns and hundred clips. He could end them with um, well, shit. He already he performed it. Um, the um uh, the crown joint, put it on me. He got uh, always on time, living it up. He got clap back. He got some joints, man. Wait, you gonna put clap um, back in there for real? For real? If he going against fifty, yeah. If he going against fifty, yeah. He got to. All right. He has to. You know, if you going against fifty, you got to put your disc record in there. Am, am, am I All wrong? Right. I just want to hear your records. <laughs> I got it. He got holler. I know he's gonna probably um he's gonna probably play the joints that he did with uh when he was in the, in the murderers group. He got Thug Loving with Bobby Brown, unfortunately. But the record was big. Shout it out was to a Bobby big record. Brown. That's my guy. But it was a big record. Like he got he got big crossover records. 50 has huge street records. Still not I trying still to still need to know. I just gave you all the records. But 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 let's look at 50. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Look at that 50, right? 50 uh -huh. got some big ones that could go there too. So I think when it comes to 50 and um Ja Rule, if they had a versus, I think the guest features is what's gonna make it for me. Because mm. I think Ja Rule bringing out Murder Inc. is not gonna be as big as 50 Cent bringing out. Hell Murder no. Man. No, that, that would be stupid on his behalf. But when Ja Rule does Jada Kiss and Fat Joe. Fat Joe. 50 could bring out the game. Hate it or love it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. When Ja Rule brings out Jay Z, can I get a woo? Uh, 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 he could bring 50 could bring out Eminem. Eminem or Dr. Dre. Okay. So it, it, it's an interesting so look. So it's more than likely it's going to go down to the features. I think what it's going to go down is the features because at the end of the day, and in the day, you got um, Big Rich Town. 
know what I'm saying? So, like I said, that's an interesting one. I, I, I like that. Ladies, I, ladies and I gentlemen, like... hey, in the comments, let us think. Let, let, yeah. us, let us know what you think. 50 and Ja Rule. They're going to probably be like, man, this nigga Paul crazy. No, I don't think. Well, well, like, like I said, music is full of people who just go with the trend. So maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm looking at 20 records from 50 Cent, the 20 mm -hmm. records from Ja Rule, and I think that would be a good matchup. But yes. Yeah. You it's, said it's, wipe also, him. That's and, different. And it, also, and it also depends on what record you put up against that record. If you put the wrong one, you, you might you might lose. You know, so they got to be strategic. Like I said, yo, you said wipe. That's the only yeah. thing I, I'm like, I don't know about yes. wiping. Can he win? Sure. Can yeah. he lose? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But wipe? No, I'm not saying that. I think it's I think it's a I think it's gonna be 20 to 15. That's 35 records, man. <laughs> no, I'm talking about if I'm talking about 50, 20. 50 a, well, it'll be uh so it'll be 15 that y'all have 15 of five. Yep. Oh I'm, no, I'm not a 50 no, fan. No, no, I'm not no, a 50 fan. No, no. There's a lot of people that don't like no. 50. He done rubbed them wrong already. I don't so care. Go, you can't they're gonna vote for Ja just because I, I don't care. You can't you can't deny the quality of music like 15 to 5. Ja Rule spanking 50. You, so what you think is gonna be what? Nine, if ja what Rule, or Ja if Ja Rule won, I think it'll be like 10 to 9. 19. No, I think it'll be like either way, 12 to 8, either way. I said 10 to 9. I mean 11 to 9. Clap back versus Wankster. Wankster won. Oh, you yeah, lost that. Come of on. Course. But he, he wouldn't put that up. Because I don't he think would. that was about what you think that was you think that was against um about Josh. He, he said on 106 in part. Oh, he did? Okay. They said, what is one? What, they said, what's 106? They said, what is um Wankster about? He said Ja Rule. And he just looked at him. He's like, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, he got that one then. He got that one. I'm saying you said white. Okay, so that's one record out of 20. What Ja Rule song is beaten in the club? Holla Holla? No. No, Always On Time? Yeah. That's going to beat that vibe? Put It On Me? Yeah. These are humongous records. I'm looking at, like, these records touched a lot of people. Way more records, way more than, ja, um, than 50 did. Candy Shop. I wasn't a fan of that. Doesn't matter. I wasn't a fan of that. Is you that, said you said reach people. Said he produced that or some shit like that. Who? Didn't Fat Joe say he produced that when he was up oh, there? He, um, he's bullshitting. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, who did that? Uh, Phantom of the Beat, I think, did that song. Okay. Because he was like, "Man, I will play Candy Shop. I produced that." I'm like, "What? Like, I ain't know you." <laughs> but, like, but 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 Candy Candy Shop, yo. I don't know. Can, I don't it, like that. It doesn't matter. You said reach Bro. people. You got between me and you that he can go up against that. P-I-M-P. And you can bring out Snoop for that. I don't know what you heard about me. But <laughs> I forgot Snoop was on that record. Damn. Yeah, talk about it. Joyce, man. Yeah. He got story to tell, bro. Story to tell. He that a crush, that a crush um a lot of 50 records. Story to tell would beat many men. Think I'm telling you, you said white. Just yeah, remember, okay. I'm not saying you yeah, can't okay. win. I said, but you said white. Yeah, okay. Now, yeah, I forgot about Mini Me. Damn. I yeah, but that'll be a good one though, because Story to Tell fire. Story to Tell is fire. There's no Ja Rule song he could bring out with a crew that's gonna fuck with a G Unit record. 
Cause you talking about the the the, the R and B vibes. Yeah, it would just be it would just be um a hundred guns, a hundred clip. That's the only thing he could honestly bring out. Cause if he bring out Murder Inc., it's not gonna be good. And if he put out a 50 cent without G unit and Joe, I wanna ride with your ride. <laughs> and that's wow. the Joe song. <laughs> Forgot about that right. record too. Yeah. So everybody, okay. let okay, us so know what you think. A, so is he right? Is Jaru wiping fifty? I don't think so. So it's gonna be eleven to nine then. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so Man, I forgot about them records. So let's just let's, let's sum it up. This is a throwaway question. How would you like being on Heritage Chip Hop? Or would you would you um would you say other uh, artists should come on Heritage Chip Hop? Would you do you think this is a destination for artists to come to? Most definitely, man. I had fun on here. Got caught with questions that I never got caught with. Like, I'm used to, like you said, like, yo, what? what's your favorite song? What's your favorite colors? Type of shit like that. So, you know, you hit me with some joints that I'm like, damn, I got to actually sit back and think. You know, and then you didn't ask, the, you know, the usual questions. You asked, you know, like prolific, actually, like questions about life. Like nobody asked questions about life and, you know, like the artist. And, you know, so that was good, man. Hell yeah, I think, um, I think more artists should come here. I think this is definitely going to be a staple for 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 New Jersey hip hop and and shit hip hop in general. So all artists from New Jersey, if you're from North Jersey or South Jersey, please make Heritage Hip Hop a destination. While we are not a radio station, we are a, a platform that believes in you, your music, because we make playlists and share them. And we always always believe in people telling their story. We like to thank Paul's cousin for coming on the platform today. Make sure you follow him. On all social media at Paul's Cousin. Make sure you follow Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, wherever you go online, we there. So make sure you follow us, subscribe to us, and make sure you visit and become a mainstay at our digital real estate, heritagehiphop.com for merch, for music, playlists, exclusive interviews, podcasts, and more. Our shows are coming back. So you're going to see him again on Truth Behind Bars, when he yeah. doing, you know, maybe he'll get some producers out. We do Truth Behind Beats, and you'll see some other things Bye. as well. You know what I'm saying? Bye. So we come to the final question of the first interview, because like I said- Oh, I got a question first. for you. Oh, oh, no doubt. Let's go. <laughs> How did you forget about Central Jersey? Why everybody else- There is no such thing as Central Jersey. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. No everybody such thing as Central Jersey. Yeah. What, what is Central Jersey? <laughs> nothing that's why was, they always say that it's like yo you forgot about us i was like nigga y'all leave the south of y'all north exactly you either new york yeah. or philadelphia yeah which is both a shame because they should be all new jersey yeah, yeah. so I don't, I don't say central jersey i don't think that exists yeah they don't have a different like everybody's pse and g and p what's the other one p l and l or some junk like that uh in atlantic uh what is it atlantic something down here see yeah. I, it, I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so so, like I said, with that being said, that's the first. This is the uh, most important question of the first interview. I have an open door policy. As long as you have new music coming out, you want to get on here and talk about life, your music, or something going on in society, I have an open door policy. You're always welcome. Thank you for Bye. coming on the platform, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks, man. No doubt. So, the most important question of the first interview is this 500 years from now in the um, Hip Hop Hall of Fame, when they go to the one certain wing and they see Paul's cousin, they're like, who the fuck is Paul? Exactly. <laughs> and, they, and they and they hit the um red button and you pop out the wall and as a hologram and they play your music for people 500 years from now and they hear your music your sound your digital footprint is going to be heard by people in the future the most important question i want to ask you is what is the legacy you left behind that made the world better because you made hip-hop music <laughs>
I made music that that's touching people. I made music that's not that's not so that's not selfish. I made good hip hop music, you know, and I wasn't afraid to push the um to push boundaries. Ladies and gentlemen, God never made us to be simple. He made us to push boundaries. For the first commandment is to be fruitful, multiply, populate the earth and resubdue it, which means the world is yours. Take it under your control. And the gentleman you see on your screen, if you are watching, has the world behind him, which means not only is he taking the world, but he's molding it into what he believes the world can be through his art. God is God made you a work of art and be artistic. Show the world your greatness by not only sharing yourself, but sharing your talent, because if each one teaches one, we'll all be a hybrid of not only God, but the unity of education, creativity, and oneness that he made us with. With that being said, this Bye. is Forever Bronx. Heritage Hip Hop. But Paul's cousin, my man, Jomi, two years and we did it. <laughs> but salute Bye. to everybody watching. We say peace and we out. Year. That's what's up. Shout out to Paul's cousin for being a student of hip hop and a person who not only is an artist, but a person who loves the culture. We had a great conversation on this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Paul Cousins, Paul's cousin on all social media. Make sure you buy and stream that music to support my guy because he's he's a quality artist that makes quality music. Visit us at our digital real estate, heritagehiphop.com, and become a member. That's right. Membership is free for exclusive music interviews, podcasts, and more. Get some of that fire merch, too. We're celebrating Black History Month this month, and we have a new playlist coming on Valentine's Day that celebrates black love. We celebrate black love to fight the condemnation of men and women of color in this country and around the world where people are telling us that melanin is not the way to go and forget all that we love our women and we honor salute our black men especially our sons and daughters that are going to inherit this world and make it a better place god bless them so be sure you follow subscribe and become a member of heritagehiphop.com you can follow us on all social media heritage hip-hop on instagram facebook twitter tiktok and more just google us you could follow us on YouTube and I ask, please subscribe and hit the notification bell and click all so you do not miss any of the great updates that we have that comes from Heritage Hip Hop. How did you like the conversation today? Shout out to Jomi Laws. Jomi, we did it. Shout out to Jomi, the guy who gave us this uh, interview. And also, what do y'all think about that versus conversation? Is Ja Rule wiping 50 Cent? Let us know by leaving a comment <laughs> about this and, and, and hit us, hit me, hit Paul's cousin, DM us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Do you agree with us or not? Should we do a special Jairo versus 50 Cent versus? Should we do a dream versus conversation? If you would like to see it, please send us a comment, send us an uh, email, and let's have this conversation. The, the, the dream versus that we know we're not getting. Are you happy with the versus? Me personally, eh. But they've gotten better because they've become performance-based. And we can see them live on stage. More importantly, though, follow us, Heritage Hip Hop. Come on the, on the platform and let's talk. 
Our shows are coming back, new shows are coming, and new opportunities are coming as well. So if you're looking to be interviewed or you're looking to sponsor Heritage Hip Hop, please email me at karev at heritagehiphop.com. That's karev at heritagehiphop.com. And once again, we thank you for joining us on this journey of celebrating hip hop, hip hop's culture, and the independent artists that make this culture pop. And the most high God that keeps it alive. With that being said, this is Karev at Heritage Hip Hop saying peace. And we out.